Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Every Word 365. I'm your host, Christina Rinos Madsen. Today, we're reading the entire book of Titus. Titus 1.1 identifies the Apostle Paul as the author of the book. The epistle to Titus was written in approximately AD 66. Paul's many journeys are well documented and show that he wrote to Titus from Nicopolis in Epirus. In some Bibles, a subscription to the epistle may show that Paul wrote from Nicopolis in Macedonia. However, there is no such place known and subscriptions have no authority as they are not authentic. This is according to Got Questions. The purpose of the writing. The epistle to Titus is known as one of the pastoral epistles, as are the two letters to Timothy. This epistle was written by the apostle Paul to encourage his brother in the faith, Titus, whom he had left in Crete to lead the church which Paul had established on one of his missionary journeys. This letter advises Titus regarding what qualifications to look for in leaders for the church. He also warns Titus of the reputations of those living on the island of Crete. In addition to instructing Titus in what to look for in a leader of the church, Paul also encouraged Titus to return to Nicopolis for a visit. In other words, Paul continued to disciple Titus and others as they grew in the grace of the Lord. Again, this is background information from Got Questions. I always like including it because I just like knowing more background information about all of these letters that we are reading. When it comes to practical application, the Apostle Paul deserves our attention as we look to the Bible for instruction on how to live a life pleasing to our Lord. We can learn what we should avoid as well as that which we are to strive to imitate. Paul suggests we seek to be pure as we avoid the things which will defile our minds and consciences. And then Paul makes a statement which should never be forgotten. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. As Christians, we must examine ourselves to be sure our lives line up with our profession of faith in Christ. In other words, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. Along with this warning, Paul also tells us how to avoid denying God. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. By seeking a daily renewal of our minds by the Holy Spirit, we can develop into Christians that honor God by the way we live. Such important teachings and lessons in this short book. Here are some of my nuggets and takeaways. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. That is in Titus 1, 15 through 16. I feel this so much lately. People who go to church every week and claim to know God, but then their words and actions are anything but godly. We must remember that what we say and how we live our lives might be the only exposure that others have to the Word of God. So it's so important for us to not be corrupt in what we say and do. I personally had an experience where I worked with someone who was a big churchgoer, but he was so mean in his words and mean at work and grumpy and it made me not want to be a part of that church or really any church. 
So what we do and say is so important. Then in Titus 2, 11 through 14, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. Wow, this is a really good summary of our faith. And I love the reminder that we live in an evil world. Why? Because we all hear questions about why bad things happen to good people or people trying to understand awful things that happen in this world. And yet, it seems to me those questions would be easier to answer if we remembered how evil this world is. Remember, God created perfection. Humans messed it up with the fall of humankind and the first sin. But no matter what happens on this earth, we as Christ followers know that this is not the end. The final destination is way better than anything we can even imagine. Praise Jesus, Praise Jesus right? Can I get an amen? I just always think about we should be asking why do good things happen? We're in an evil world and we should be so thankful for the good that we have, but we all seem to be so upset by all the bad that happens. Just a little for you. Titus 3.9, do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. Okay then, enough said. Sometimes I love the how blunt the Bible can be. It really is clear on a lot of certain topics. I am also including a link, of course, to the Bible Project Overview video, a creative way to try to understand these books that we are going through so fast in the New Testament. Tomorrow is a day off, a break, maybe a day to play catch up and read some of those paper clips if you have any. Then the shortest book in the Bible, Philemon. So I want to know, how are you doing? Are you staying caught up? Are you falling behind? Are you needing some help? Are you needing the day to catch up? Let me know. You can always email or you can join our Facebook group or you can comment on any of these posts. Let me know. We are so close to the finish line and you are doing great. Happy reading.